Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you are a fan of podcast episodes that come out about a month and a half after they are recorded, then this is the episode for you. You're probably asking yourself, Chris, why do you sound like you're in a tunnel? That's because I am recording this in my office because we finally got around to editing the latest episode. That is the championship review. So this is a good opportunity if you want to go relive that day or relive the nightmare, depending where you're coming from. It's great. It's in this episode. Go relive it. And obviously, we did have a this league guarantee in here for you. But being that this is about a month and a half late, that's out. But we do still have the official leaguey nominees to lay your ears upon. If you are in the league, you can expect a survey monkey coming your way where you can vote on these and we expect to get you the leagueies very soon. So please excuse any references to any future playoff implications, future matchups, or anything that might be irrelevant now. Because like I said, this episode, you're listening to it about a month and a half later than when it was supposed to drop, but there's still a lot of good content in here. Bear with us, enjoy the review, and I guess... Congrats again to the new This League champion. Love you guys. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up. For the guys in this league. Yee-haw! Oh, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another episode. Yes, another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, manager of Team Fairlife, Chris Mitchum, joined by the usual crew, manager of the Mixon Administration, Tim Raider. Well, you're not so you're not the Mixon Administration anymore. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. I, I think we're sticking with the new name. It'll be a formal offseason announcement, but I think we're going to stick with close, but no Jamar. I dig it. That explains you very well. And as always, he was out last week. Was it because he was butthurt or was it because he was on vacation? The world will <laughs> never know. No longer the defending <laughs> champion. The last time you will hear your name that close to that phrase, Aaron, for a long time. Okay. It is Aaron Hunt okay. and okay. let Russ wow. microwave. Just punch me right in the nuts. Call you should just shot. come over here and just kick me right in the balls because you <laughs> did that through verbal. That's right. I sure did. I sure did. And I don't regret I'm, it. I'm whatsoever. coming right back, guys. I'm not going anywhere. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Neither of us are the new champions of this league. We will get into that But it is the evening of January 12th, 2023, episode 60, and may we be the last to wish you a happy new year. It's the first show of 2023, boys. Let's kick this off right. Let's kick it off right. We are virtual, but that doesn't mean we can't kick it off right. Before we get into the guts of the show, we are a fantasy football podcast. We are an NFL-centered podcast, and it would not be right for us to go into this show without addressing... The news out of Buffalo. Of course, we were all shocked. We were all stunned uh, to see the to see the events unfold with Demar Hamlin. Um, when you see a human like that, that jars everybody, whether you care about football or not. So obviously, 
A lot has happened in that situation since we last got on. The last we heard, he is discharged from the hospital, fellas. Is that correct? This is correct. Pretty miraculous, yeah. He is back Great among us. The power of prayer, the power of thoughts to the Buffalo community. Damar, we are with you and the whole Buffalo community because Buffalo is awesome. The people are awesome. And Damar, I know you're in good hands www.thisleakpod.com is where you can go to keep track of all of the off-season news because guess what, fellas? Dynasty season starts now. The season starts now, man. It's the beautiful thing about a Dynasty League. Starts the day after the Super Bowl, but absolutely starts now. Time to break down those rookies. Oh, yes. Dive in. Start watching some film. I know because you guys have a lot of picks. I know. So, you know. (laughs) Congrats to Hayden, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens with that one hundred two. We'll see what happens with it. To stay tuned, stay tuned on that one. On this show, of course, we are going to talk all about that wonderful, but sometimes nasty championship matchup. And of course, we have, like I mentioned, the official leagueies nominees coming at you. But of course, before we get into that, drink of the week, Aaron. What do we got? Don't disappoint me. Guys, we keep doing the podcast on Thursday nights. I literally play basketball for two hours. I don't want to drink alcohol right after that. An ice cold beer after the court, though? This sounds great. (laughs) No, not to me. I got agua, baby. All right, Tim, what are we drinking? We got some Jefferson's Ocean. Whoa. 24. Sipping the good stuff tonight. I mean, it's the first show of 2023. What better way to ring it in? As of now, I plan on breaking me out a nice glass of, I'm thinking Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. I'm I'm looking at my, uh, I'm looking at my, uh, my cart right now. Absolutely can't go wrong. Probably my favorite, like, go-to whiskey. Double Oaked is delicious. All right, boys. Let's get into this week 17 review, also known as the review of the ship. All right, Tim, you were the gracious host mm-hmm. of the championship. Set the scene, set the environment. What were we all walking into on Sunday afternoon? Oh, man. We had we had a great turnout. I want to say we had six of the ten mm-hmm. members of this league show up, show out. Um, we had the two participants in the championship game, Anthony and Stretch, both i don't know i don't know if i would have been able to do it but both showed up both stayed the entire time through it all um and man there there was some some smack talk going on yeah there, there was. was man there there were some emotions running hot <laughs> sometimes and it yeah it happened it did so when we all got there I felt like there was a vibe that we were all just waiting for an Anthony celebratory party, mm-hmm. right? I think Sleeper had him as like a 70% chance of victory. He got solid performances from CeeDee Lamb and Zeke, I guess. On Thursday Night Football, you know, nothing tanked him. So we were all coming in being like, hey, Anthony, this is your time, man. This is you. You got an all-star roster set up. And then the game started. <laughs> So the, the, the interesting thing about this matchup was all of we knew that this matchup was going to be decided by seven o'clock on Thursday. 
which was fun. I mean, it ended up being more climactic than I thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, one thing we, this league has to figure out is we have to stop having like these historic moments so early in the league because <laughs> I'm I'm running out of things to be able to top this. But we go into the lineups. We knew the storylines coming in, right? We knew the quarterbacks. Both teams were going to have the decision to make for Stretch's side. Was it going to be Brock Purdy? Was it going to be, you know, he had Mike White stolen out from under him on the waiver wire. And then on Friday, out of nowhere, he picks up a Gardner Minshew quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and starts him in his lineup. Gardner Minshew in a championship game. Off the bench. Who would have thought, Aaron? Who would have thought? Gardner Minshew. I mean, pretty wild to pick up a guy and put him on your starting championship roster. And same thing with Anthony. I mean, those guys, if anything else, you got to give them credit for having some gonads to do that. I know, I know. And then on Anthony's side, one of the maybe two or three decisions that may haunt him for years and years to come, his quarterback decision, does he go Geno Smith? Lamar Jackson was out again. So does he go Geno Smith at home, a tough Jets defense? Or does he go with Mike White? The same matchup for the Jets at Seattle. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that Anthony did not make the right decision. He goes with Mike White over Geno Smith, what ends up being an 18-point differential. And when we tell you the final score of this game, you're going to want to rip your eyeballs out. So we had Mike White against Gardner Minshew. Stretch obviously wins that one. Gardner Minshew obviously didn't have a good game either. but He didn't do anything until about end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. It was looking like both quarterbacks were going to put up sub five points. Yeah, you're telling me. You're telling me. Um, but I guess we can continue to tell you to tell you how the afternoon went. So I mean, in the early games, at the conclusion of the early games. So let's see. On Anthony's side, you had Christian McCaffrey to play in the afternoon game. Was Justin Jefferson an afternoon game? I think he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then on like uh, Stretch's side, you know, you had your. Uh, you had your Garrett Wilson in the afternoon game. You had your, obviously, for Mike White on the afternoon game side. It came down to the end. Um, and I guess we'll just keep going through the lineup. I don't know how you guys want to do this. <laughs> to break, Man, down, I, break down this matchup. Yeah, it, it was heavily favored by Anthony. I, I think the best way to sum it up, to, to set the stage right, is Anthony's favored, Sleeper has him favored, matchups were there. Everybody thinks he's going to win. Yeah, the whole room has him favored. <laughs> Even after the one o'clock games, and you know we're going into the four thirty, four four thirty games, we know that, that it's coming down to this. Anthony's still probably sitting around 80 percent chance yep. of win per sleeper. Um, they both he was maybe down eight points, but had an extra player or two overstretch. Mm-hmm. Both rocking some solid heavy heavyweight hitters. Um, and man, it just. I don't know. Even even through halftime of the four o'clock games, Anthony was still probably rocking a seventy percent chance of victory. And one thing important thing to note is Anthony was rocking a 80 percent chance of victory because Stretch had one particular individual mm-hmm. on his bench. The wonders of red zone. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. The wonders of red zone oh is you goodness. see every touchdown. You see every big play, oh my God. and the red zone flash to Mike Evans, not once, not twice, 
but maybe four or five times if you take into a catch some of the big catches he had. Yep. Ten catches, 207 yards, and three touchdowns, 48 points for Mike Evans on the bench. Oof. You have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, that was in the afternoon game. Or sorry, that was in the early game. We're going into the afternoon game. Anthony still has a high chance of winning. We were thinking that's that that's the game right there. Right. I scared. I managed to scare Stretch into benching Mike Evans. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much game over. Yeah, he started Mike Evans all year. Gets down to the championship game and and decides to bench him. So massive points missed out there. We're, we're still riding. Yes, indeed. But then Anthony arguably has his own grief on the other side. He. He benched Amari Cooper, but like that wasn't as egregious, I don't think, as the Mike Evans one. Like you could easily nah, start Mike Evans over Ken play? Walker. Yeah, who would you play Amari Cooper over then? That's what I was saying. Like uh, the Mike Evans, you could have justified starting him over somebody. Amari Cooper, you're not going to start him over like a even like a Judy, I don't think, yeah, or Zeke. He, he, yeah, yeah. So Anthony can kind of rest easy knowing that one. But ladies and gentlemen, the final score of this game was stretch 119 to Anthony 116. While we do this, can one of you guys look up what Anthony's lowest point total of the year was prior to this game? I want to know that because I I remember – I was checking a minute ago. I went back as far as week eight. I think week eight he had 104. Oh really? But wow. aside from that, so like as far back as I had gone, the uh, the next lowest was 137. Gosh, because my my week, week eight he had 104. Somewhere around there he had 104. Week eight he had 144. Well, somewhere around there. Oh, okay. I was just scrolling. Yeah, but week uh, seven, week seven. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, 104 in week seven. Yeah. So like my my explanation of why I chose Anthony was. His team is incapable of not putting up over 120 points. Like, he, they just can't do it. He has too many good guys that aren't going to bust, and he's, he's too good. He's, he's going to be able to just, on his worst day, beat Stretch on one of his best days. But it, it has to suck losing by your team shitting the bed and not the other team going off on you, right? Yeah. I mean... Can we point to one individual on 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 Anthony's team? I think I think we can. If I had to place the blame on one person, easy, easy, it's easy. Yeah, it's Justin Jefferson, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver extraordinaire, Mister Wide Receiver. Was it one? I think one. it was one. One on the year. Uh huh. One catch. Yeah. For 15 yards. And that was after Jair Alexander talked so much trash to him. 2.5 points. And I talked so much trash to Jair Alexander, so I'm sorry I gave him some extra bulletin board material there. But To say we're pinning this on you, man. One could also argue the Geno Smith-Mike White decision, I mentioned it earlier, that also could have put Anthony over the top. Um, But that one's reasonable. Anthony can rest easy because he can't use that argument, right? You know, we talked about Mike Evans, but was it 48 points or something on Stretch's bench? Mm-hmm. So you want to play that, oh, I should have, I could have. It's like, nope, Stretch has you there. So, you know, at least he can rest easy uh, by not having not having the ability to play that card. You know what I mean? I'd really – I think he – Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, was, I, 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 was, I would really consider trading Justin Jefferson. 
<laughs> I I don't know how you could live. Yeah. I would be livid. Livid. Oh my god. Like we were watching that game and it was <laughs> halftime. I think he was catchless, right? Yeah, Anthony shows up, mind you, shows up to the house rocking a Justin Jefferson mint condition. Yeah. Brand new jersey. Saying this is his guy. He loves him, loves the game, not just because of fantasy, but obviously fantasy. Rocking a JJ jersey. Catch this at halftime. Everyone's looking at him like at this It'll point, be you fine. know, It'll the be vibes fine. aren't great, but it's like, okay, surely second half he's gonna pull it off. You know, Anthony takes off the jersey, tries to mix up the juju a little bit. Um he got one catch. He got one catch. <laughs> I I that that's my biggest thing. I would just, I would melt. I would melt. That's like Josh Allen in my championship game putting up like four points. I would. I don't know what to do. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey tried his. Darndest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tried Let's set the stage there. Darndest. Let's set the stage there. So, 49ers Raiders. Right. That is the last game that's on that matters. Stretch has Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Anthony has. Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, the Raiders are driving, somehow being competitive with the Niners, which ruined the guarantee, by the way, but that's another story. Uh-huh. Somehow being competitive with the Niners. They're driving the final drive of the game. Josh Jacobs, like a three-yard touchdown plunge. That puts Stretch up by like three or two. Yeah, Josh Jacobs had like nine points going into that final drive. Stretches down, I want to say like four or five. Yep. Um, he gets he got a dump off pass. You know the Raiders do their drive, gets that you know three or four yard touchdown. All of a sudden, all of a sudden stretches up three, and it's a tie ball game. It's a tie ball game, but you know what? Niners, they're getting the ball back, baby. They're getting the ball back. Still the fourth quarter. There's plenty of They just got to get in the field goal range. Christian McCaffrey, he drops one pass, I remember, on the right. It was about probably a 15-yard slant. Yeah. That would have been about two and a half points probably. That he catches another one though. Uh Uh-huh. That like does pretty well getting into field goal range. So I think it's like what it was like a 40-yarder or like a 38-yarder or something like that. 42-yard field goal. Niners going to kick the game. It's, It's over. Anthony loses by like 0.8 points or something. It's terrible. Shanks it. Shanks it. This thing's Uh, going to overtime. Everybody's like, this is nuts, and it's going to come down to a coin flip. That's when I FaceTimed you, Aaron, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was the exact moment. I was like, this this game's going to go to a coin flip. 1,500 bucks to a coin flip. And I'd argue it kind of came down to a coin flip. Like, the Raiders get the ball. And then uh, freaking Nathan Peterman does Nathan Peterman things. Throws a pick at like his own 40. Niners get it. And we're thinking, hey, one catch out of the backfield for Christian McCaffrey. Center him. One, you know, like 12-yard carry or whatever. Like one end zone. Like go for the end zone. Be safe. No. They snap it. Brock Purdy lines it up for a nice Robbie Gold, like 35-yard field goal. Takes a solid knee. Ends the, the game, heart. and Tim, I think you're better at it than explaining it. Explain the vibe in the room at that moment. Man, it's like everybody there is rooting for Anthony. We've said it, and it cannot oh, be yeah. understated. Everybody's pulling for Anthony. Third year, we're thinking we're having a third different champion. 
Stretch is a fraud. Nobody wants him to win. <laughs> and man, as soon as reality starts to settle in and they line up in the kneeling formation. That was really bad. The air just left the room. Because we all had the Dead. you just need one catch. You just Dead. need one catch, he's gonna do it. And Silence. then they they get into victory formation and they kneel it. And everybody's like I don't think I took a breath for a minute and a half. I think everybody was holding their breath, just being like, This is absolutely gut wrenching, heartbreaking for Anthony. We were no, nobody said anything. Nobody had yeah. to say anything. It wasn't like a oh stretch one, Anthony, you suck. It was like it was a yeah, stretch didn't blow him out of the water. Stretch didn't do anything fantastic. And it was a we all can't believe this just happened. <sighs> yeah, the mood went from fun Sunday watching football with the boys, championship week, to uh, very quickly. All right, everybody, okay. get home safe. And they probably rode together. They did not. No, they, they drove separate on purpose. Shout out for the foresight of that. Right. So uh, that was like maybe the saddest exchange of like winnings. And maybe it might be the saddest exchange of a trophy whenever that comes about. I got to know if they've even talked to each other since then. Like it's been uh, almost two weeks and I don't know that. I don't know that words have been exchanged. I don't know. I don't know. I know they usually bond over like WWE SmackDown or whatever they both like to watch. Yeah, Pacers ball or Have something. You guys been even I, doing that? Are we are I we watching know, dudes running around in underwear together still? Is that still happening? Stretch might yeah. move back in with his parents. Maybe he has a couple <laughs> months rent there, probably. Yeah, we need an update. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, that's how it happened, ladies and gentlemen. Like we said, Christian McCaffrey tried his darnest to carry Anthony on his muscly beautiful back with 31 points but that wasn't enough again I, I was about to say that wasn't enough to overcome the 20 points from Devonta Smith and the 15 points from Ken Walker but no that wasn't enough to overcome the two points from Justin Jefferson the two points from Mike White the nine points from Zeke I mean that's disappointing especially considering Tony Pollard was out this this is uh, stretch did not win anthony lost i think that is the headline of the championship yeah no justin jefferson didn't play to his floor he like got out some sort of big machinery and drilled a new floor that's 500 layers into the earth's crust below to set that new floor so perfect big disappointment yeah i almost want to say that this title for stretch like it just has to have an asterisk yep it just is I agree. like it just doesn't I don't feel it doesn't how feel he right got here. The it doesn't feel is just right. Luck. How did he get here? I mean, Gosh. did he score more than 130 the whole playoff run? Did he? Oh my gosh. Nope. 120, 125, 119. Oh and that and my. that wins you a championship. That is it the was grossest kind of, thing know, I've ever heard. Every year, you know, you've that got is the so nasty. Lines. You have storylines that come out of the fantasy championship week, right? Like last year, Jamar Chase went off against the, the Chiefs, you know, and he's a stud. He gets like 60 points in championship week. And, you know, you just expect all these big time players to come up late in the season because it's, you know, it's, they're, they're all pushing for their playoff lives in the real NFL. So this year, the biggest storyline, the biggest kind of go off guy was Jarek McKinnon. You know, like there, there wasn't. In my, like, I don't. You can tell me if you if there's anyone off the top of your head, but like, 
there really wasn't just like these great performances left and right. It was kind of a stinker overall in terms of points scored in fantasy. Why'd you say that, Aaron? That is the grossest thing I've ever heard. He did not score over 125 points in the playoffs, and he wins. Anthony went 160, 170, 116. I don't like that. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have a hard time giving Stretch I'm the trophy. I'm pissed off all over again. <laughs> I can't even, Chris, I can't even Chris, look at you down. outscored Stretch in every I know. Before. Bum. Fraud. Ho. Aaron outscored Stretch every week he played. Yeah. Wow. Man. Any given week, man. It's fantasy like, football. He though. gets to hold on to the trophy, and he already got his winning. So, I mean. Okay. Congrats, Stretch. Two out of three. Congrats. Steven won the, the third place going game. On? Congratulations. What the hell is going on? Um. I Yeah. I'm upset. You know what? Next year, it's What it's goes around comes again. around. He's going to just, everybody's going to just explode on stretch. He's going to have the most points against. I hope so. Yeah, that's the thing. Year one stretch in the in the championship game, like that was the Alvin Kamara game. You know, or I Craig, mean, that right? made sense. Kyler Murray and Kamara were insanity. Yeah. He had the Alvin Kamara game yeah. on his bench. I almost think Anthony would have rather that have happened to him than the atrocity that occurred. Right. That was That was sad. Anthony, just know... That we literally all feel for you. Um, He's not listening. There's no way. <laughs> well, if he is, I mean, this is, it's only right. We literally all feel for you. You lost to the boogeyman. You lost to the man that hates puppies. Um, I don't know how we let this happen. Not only did Justin Jefferson fail you, but this league failed you, Anthony. I'm sorry. 125 points is the highest that man scored. And we let that happen. Somehow he snuck through. Man. Okay. I'm just speechless, man. I don't even know what to say. It's still hard to hard to wrap your brain around. All right. Well, I was gonna play the like the celebration music for stretch, but after hearing that stat, I don't no, I, I could have gone the rest of my life without hearing that stat, but now I just I don't. We should punish him. I don't know how. What's funny too is you guys sent me like videos of while it was happening, and it was just like Stretch was like having a hard time even celebrating. He's like, ah, no, I shouldn't have won. Oh, he could, yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't, ho. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Well, on that note, give him half, Stretch. Give him half your winnings. <laughs> Seriously, take him out for a nice dinner or something. Some courtside pacer seats now that Halliburton's injured and everything's gone wrong. Unleash Mathurin, baby. Go sit next to Zach courtside. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, um, guys, the season is over. It's done. The regular season is over. Fantasy season's over. I know. I know. It's time to prep for next year, baby. That's why August is so far away. I know. That's why I love Dynasty, dude. It's like, all right, well, time to start prepping, baby. <laughs> oh, man. It's, whenever I win the nut, man, there's going to be a champagne shower. Who as, said you're going to do that? I mean, my six draft picks did. So that's that's Doesn't guarantee it. anything. That's who said it. That's right. Toilet bowl next year. Chris Mitchum. Hell, <laughs> I, I, I will quit. 
<laughs> I will quit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was your championship review. <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the year for your official 2023. This, the Leagueys nominees. The Leagueys are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we have the official nominees for you here for you to consider that will be on your ballots. Obviously, we will hold our opinions as much as we possibly can until the votes occur, but we are going to go through all of the eligible choices um, we may have a couple additional ones going forward once we talk with the league on that, but these are the ones that are for sure going to be on your ballot boxes. Ladies and gentlemen, I will start with the big one, with the head honcho. We have the team of the year, Leaguey. Now, I know what you're thinking, Chris. Like, doesn't Stretch get this? He won the championship, yada, yada, yada. No. Hey, if, if Stretch get this, he is not the team of the year. He is the villain of the league. Nobody likes him. No way he's the team of the year. What I mean by team of the year is what was just the most interesting team, the most fun team, maybe it was the most active team, maybe it was the team that had seemingly all of the close games that could have gone either way. Whatever your definition or whatever your interpretation of what the team of the year should be is who you should vote for. For reference, I believe it was Tim that won it last year just because of how active you were. Because of, you know, you selling out and then you lost in a heartbreaking game at the end of the year. That's the freaking team of the year right now because you got the storylines, you got the headlines, and people, that's what people like to see. So whatever your opinion is on the team of the year, all of the teams are eligible and you can go in and vote for that. Aaron, I won't force you to pick a question. I I won't force you to pick an answer, but like who are you feeling for a team of the year you think? Maybe maybe some maybe some contestants. Hmm. You know, it's difficult, but I think I got to put maybe Tim up there, right? Because he finally cracks the playoffs, gets in, which is obviously what he was going for. Um. I mean, I like Anthony a lot getting back to another championship, just dominating most of his opponents, which is always I like really the nice Anthony to see. Shout. I like the Anthony yeah. shout. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I like myself in there. I, us three. And then Steven, maybe two. I mean, fairly solid as well. Just like the successful teams, probably. I feel that. And I actually lied. It was actually Zach that took home the team of the year last year. And I think if you remember right, he went on like the eight-game win streak or whatever. Well to make the playoffs. Yeah. Won a well playoff deserved. game. And then who would have thought that his team last year would beat the sh- crap out of the team he has this year. So uh, let's move on to the next uh, category. Tim, I'll throw it over to you. Next up, we have... Biggest disappointment on the 2022-2023 this league season. Top nominees. Are we rolling through all the nominees? Let's do it. Top nominees this year are Zach. With Lock it in. Injury. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. This is the end of the list per Aaron. Done. We've got, 
we've got Don uh, couldn't quite always make the right lineup calls. No, I know just outside of the playoffs That's why has a strong there. team. You have myself losing another heartbreaking game, uh, but I think my heartbreak has been overshadowed this year, so I will sleep soundly at night. And Chris, what, what uh, another another <laughs> trading away some guys, some some injuries, <laughs> and then wait. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then just kind of like just punting on the year. Biggest disappointment. You know, didn't really, wasn't sure you were taking this year seriously. Fine, fine, whatever. For background, you remember who won last year? It was Tim in the Mix administration. Yeehaw! One biggest disappointment last year by four votes, which when you already have a few, that's a lot of votes. So I, uh, I want Chris to win biggest disappointment. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think because I know he would take it personally. I think I would. I think Zach is the uh, <laughs> probably the favorite there. All right, uh, Anth- uh, Anthony. Wow, Aaron, on to you for the next category. So, comeback player of the year is the next category, and we really only have two. I don't know if there's anybody else who really qualifies. The thing but... is, is like nobody else really made a substantial improvement. That's what <laughs> Everybody I'm else kind of was hovering. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, comeback player of the year. It was just the revival of the initial year's championship uh, stretch. Was seven and seven last year, kind of down in the dweller a bit. Now rises to 12 and two and is unfortunately the champion, basically by default. And we also had Anthony, who was also seven and seven last year. I was shocked year. to see that. I am also shocked to, yeah, I didn't think he was that bad as far as his record to 11 and three this yeah. year. Yeah. I forgot how good their records were this year, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I was shocked that Anthony was seven and seven last year. I feel like he's been really good for a long time, but there you have it. All right. I will come up with the next one. We have the draft pick of the year. Hop with me in a time machine and go back to the rookie draft. We had some good picks up in here. Nobody in the first round. I feel like first round kind of went about Most as you expected, talk. except maybe Traylon Burks going one two. But we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll ignore that one. Your nominees are in the third round with the six pit six pick. Anthony selected one Brian Robinson, running back from the Washington Commanders, who we used in a trade to turn into one Keenan Allen. So that's a little that's a little notable to uh, consider that the next nominee we had in the second round with a 10th pick Don that's right Don team Don Perignon selected Jahan Dotson with 210 he finished the year strong that's looking like a great pick and then the next nominees are both by the same individual it's Clayton and the Red Rocket you wouldn't know by how his team performed but they had pretty good picks here Third round, seventh pick, we choose Tyler Algier, who sneakily, very sneakily, had a very, very solid rookie running back season. I would think he maybe has a grasp on that starting role in Atlanta, barring, you know, an all-star going there. I've seen Bajon drafted there a few times, I'm just saying. And then uh, also by Clayton, second round, fourth pick, Damian Pierce. We knew how good he was when he played. He got him in the mid-second round. Don't underestimate those second-round draft picks, gentlemen. Kind of like the Jahan Dotson one, but I could be swayed. I don't know. Hey, shout out Don for drafting Albert Okwegobunanam before all of those guys we just listed. Hell yeah. I mean, don't forget he drafted <laughs> Tim Tebow 102. 
because you got to <laughs> set your lineup. Dang it. <laughs> All right, Tim, on to the next one. The next category in the leagueies is the waiver wire move of the year. Waiver wire. Up first, not to toot my own horn, but a preseason addition. I add Isaiah Pacheco for two fab dollars and drop Jameis Winston. Two bucks. The next one is Zach before week five. Oh my goes gosh. All in and spend 75 on a stud. Five on a stud. Gets his guy. Gets his gets RB his guy. of the future, Mike Boone. Woo! Lock it in. Lock <laughs> it in. Lock it in. Next, next nominee, Hayden, before week eight, adding one wow. Zay Jones for zero fab. Yeah. Turned into a Big solid time. wide receiver at the end of the year. Uh, I believe he used him in a trade. I can't remember off the top of my head which – who was involved in it it's with clayton, clayton and he got his first the 102 yeah so he, he takes a, a player who explodes out of nowhere and turns him into draft capital and that's just what you do in dynasty baby so great move by hayden there and lastly uh we have steven before week 14 oh my gosh so late in the year adds the one i talked about earlier jarek mckinnon rb stud for two fab Dropping Daniel Jones before week 14, that late in the year. And the dude just goes, yeah, he goes off. off. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That one. Whew. It's Strong not, his, it's not his fault Steven got knocked out of the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, Aaron. We got a big one coming up here. I'll throw it over to you for this one. This is a fan favorite. Yes, we do. Trade of the year. And before I go further, I do want to just uh, – go back to when I said down in the dweller, I definitely meant down in the cellar. Down in the dweller. <laughs> I heard that live and I was like, I wonder if he meant cellar or was he thinking dwelling or I don't know. Word I definitely name. meant cellar, but I, <laughs> I said dweller. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, back to trade of the year though. So let's roll through these. We got, it looks like five contenders for this. It's a big one. Draft day, Chris receives Tyler Lockett, Hunter Renfro, a 2022 first that actually turned into Jamison Williams, 2023 first, that being the 104, and a 2024 first. Yes, sir. And who did Zach receive? Like he Justin gave up Jefferson, Josh Allen, right? Cooper Cup, probably he gave right. Up Josh Allen, right? No way. No way. Keenan Allen, not on his team. David Montgomery. And that's it. That is all. Ooh. Yeah. That is the trade. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> Aged like fine wine for one of oh the people. Oh, my gosh. That's right. And Tyler Lockett kind of turned into uh, um, Kadarius Tony. I know that probably enlists some feelings, Aaron, but calm He's down. He's such an awful guy. Calm down. All right, on to the next one. All, yep, next one is on August 30th. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. Pretty early in the season, right before it starts. Tim received Jalen Hurts. Chris received Naeem Hines, Justin Fields, and a 2023 first that turned into the 106. It's a fun one. Pretty fun one right there for sure. October 2nd, which is before week five. 
Clayton received Jeff Wilson, Dawson Knox, 2024 first, and a 2024 second. The Christian McCaffrey trade. It finally happened. Anthony received Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. Oh, wait, nope. Curtis Samuel, and that's it. Oh, nope. And a 2023 third as well. Fun one also. There you go. October 13th, my birthday, before week six. Oh, Kurt. Stretch receives Cooper Cup Ooh. and James Connor. Rest in peace, Cooper Cup. Hayden receives <laughs> Derrick Henry, Debo Samuel, and a 2023 third. Rest in peace, Debo Samuel. Yep. Lots of injuries in this trade. And last is November 2nd, before week nine. I received Saquon Barkley. Dun, 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 dun. And I traded away to Chris Najee Harris, a 2024 second and a 2023 first. That is, that looks like the 105. Yes. But might have to be swapped with Hayden, depending on which is higher. That takes into account the swap. It does. Wow. Okay. Pretty good return there. So, um, yeah, I like me some trades, baby. I'm in three of those puppies. Keep them rolling. Yes, you are. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Pretty good contenders there. Yeah, there's a lot of fun ones in there. So be sure to take a look at those. Those are fun ones. I will kick off the game of the year. I think there are two obvious big contenders, but we added a third in there for maybe two particular individuals that have a certain attachment to that game. The first one, of course, was the ship. It was the heartbreak of the century. <laughs> what we thought was what was the heartbreak of the century for a while because mm-hmm. the other one is about to come up here. Stretch defeats Anthony 119-116. We just talked about it, and it pissed me off. Let's go to the next one. It was the Tim Heartbreak game, the close but no Jamar game. It's the uh, it's the quarterfinals of the playoffs. Tim down five, or sorry, excuse me, down four. The Packers inside the five Aaron yard Jones, line. Come on. Aaron Jones on the field, and they gets a handoff. Kneel it. Oh, I'm sorry, and it gets a Not handoff. A stretches That's the out. worst part. Down That's the, the worst one. part is he got a handoff and he gets the first down on a fourth and one rush and he falls six inches short of the goal line. Uh, and I would have won. How do you? And you would have, you would have went on a beat stretch. Probably you would have beat stretch. That fucker. God. Hate him. Anyway. So that was a heartbreaking game. Steven defeats Anthony 129 or sorry, excuse me. Steven defeats Tim 129 to 125. And then, Excuse me. Of course, there was the Zach Ertz game where uh, it was the afternoon game. Aaron, Tim, was this part of your like your five team gauntlet? Uh huh. This was right in the middle of me having to face everybody who was really good. Everybody's kind of nervous that Tim, like he should make the playoffs, but like he's not winning any of these games. Playing all these tough opponents, man. And he is winning, he's winning, he's winning, and then Zach Ertz decides to have the game of his season, catching every freaking ball on the final drive of the game until it put Aaron over the top. And that really kept Aaron alive in that Chipotle division race, I remember. Um, It did. Do you remember exactly how that transpired, though? I do not. 
I De- sure do. De- DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> oh, got a touchdown. Yeah! Oh no! I and then there was a penalty Robbie on the Anderson. play. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson held. Island boy. Island oh, triplet boy. Oh no! The I next play, that. Zach Ertz for a touchdown. It's a twelve point I forgot swing. Got that happen. Me, I sure do remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Just absolute heartbreak. <laughs> More heartbreak Dang. for Tim. What's new? Bring it on! Oh, that might be the 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 situation of the year. Wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. That's unbelievable. All right. Well, there you go. Three awesome nominees for game of the year. There. Take into consideration those. Um, and then let's throw it over to Aaron for the next one. That is, I don't know if you want to win this one or not. <laughs> Yeah, kind of depends, but it's the Art of the Deal Award given to the most, shall we say, gentlemen, savviest trader. The most active trader? The most active annoying trader? trader? Maybe I don't know. Just trades personally. However you want to say it, but the Art of the Deal involving trades, and we're going to lay them out for you. Stretch is our first candidate. He had 10 total trades on the season. Bananas. The next one is Chris had six trades. Zach had seven. Hayden also had seven. That's a lot of trading, man. I sure feel like we is. were having like trade rings every single week. It was nuts this year, man. It was awesome. Just as much a boxing podcast as it was a fantasy for football podcast. Beating the crap out of each other. Duking it out, trying to go for that. Nice. Now I know then, Stretch had the most the most trades, but this other this trade is the, who's that guy that's blowing you up? Who's that guy that won't leave you alone? Who's that guy that's always like, hey, I know you said no to me six times, but like, what about this one that just probably you throws in a third round pick? I don't know. <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I'm serious when I trade negotiate, bro. I'm just playing. How how fast can Aaron piss off Chris playing that game? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This podcast going to come to an end shortly. And the last category we have, as of now, throwing it over to Tim to do this brand new one. This is going to be a new one this year. I'm dubbing it the All the Eggs in One Basket Award. I'll take it. Ooh. <laughs> and this is where we're talking about guys turkeys who lay are eggs? falling one way or the Actually, other. Actually, do they? I'm going to look it up. Do what? Do turkeys lay eggs? Do turkeys lay eggs? Yeah, 100%. They're just like bigger chickens. Cool. (laughs) One clutch of eggs per year. (laughs) There you go. All right, you go. The more you know. Knowledge. These nominees went all in. Chris is the first nominee all in on this 2023 rookie draft. What is it? Six first round picks? Six first. How many seconds? How many thirds? Um. No seconds. I think one third. I think you have six you have, first you have round second, picks because yeah. ours are back to back. I think in a second. Gee, many oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, I think you've got like eight or nine picks in this 2023 draft. Talk about going all in. Well, I'm sure there's maybe some movement coming. <laughs> yeah, so I need to move some of those. <laughs> all all the eggs are in one basket, and that basket has a date of April 28th as the NFL draft. Oh God, I'm so excited! Time's coming. Hayden, another one, all in on the draft picks, gets Clayton's first. He's moving. He's got all sorts of – he's got the one, two. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, five? I think so, yeah. So he's got, what, three first-round picks and all sorts of moves that he's done one player away. He's going to have some 
talent to add. And then the last nominee, uh, this person went all in in the fact that he traded all of his draft picks, it seemed like. Um, And that's Steven and Mount Passmore getting rid of the future for the present. All the eggs are in one basket. He that Dalvin Cook trade like that kind of went under the radar, but like Dalvin Cook was fine. Like he was fine. He's okay. He yeah. gave up a lot of capital for him, which I don't necessarily blame him, but he was fine. Yeah. So don't 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 let that go under the radar, Stephen. We see you. We see you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was your official leaguey nominees. Again, that ballot will go out to you all soon, and we will have a show for you. Of course, we dress up, we get the music going, and we have the official leaguey ceremonies. Bring your wife, bring your kids, bring your husband if you that I don't know, um, and come enjoy the fun, gentlemen. Let's get out of here. Broncos country, let's ride. This League underscore pod. Twitter, Instagram, go hit us with a nice little follow. And as always, comment on, you know, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Music, say something nice about us. We love you a lot. You can always rate us five stars, four stars, three stars if you tell us what we can do better. You know, we're all about constructive criticism. And as always, just crush the like button. Just throw a really big boulder on the like button and just crush hop in, it, baby. Hop in a speedy car, driving fast, but also safe and carefully. Well, but really belt. fast car and chuck it out of the window and see it. Watch it bounce behind you. Yeah, and get run over by like semis and shit. Yeah, these semis and buses and everything just coming and yeah, running over. That like button's a goner. Yeah. Guys, it's very simple. You just click it. Maybe one day. You could do that. You could do that too. Um, yeah, first show of twenty twenty three. Uh we're over. You got the league nominees. The season's over. Like I said, I make this speech every year. The Dynasty League, ladies and gentlemen, starts right now. Get those trades rolling. I know you can't until after Super Bowl, but get the trades rolling. Have those discussions. You want to blow it up, you want to rebuild. It starts now, do baby. Do something. I'm looking at you, Clayton. I'm looking at you, those folks that need to be a big improvement this dynasty offseason. The time starts now. Let's get her done. Happy dynasty season, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chris signing out. Love you guys. Bengals Super Bowl ride starts now. Peace. Colts really suck. Go on, get. Colt, go Colts. Nice outro. Thanks. You like that? Loved it. That's a good. That's a good little. It's a good little spunky one. People like that one.